The Mind Aware, 355. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will, and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware, and welcome, welcome to the show. You know, I'm really excited to talk to today's guest because I think we say sometimes, particularly as women, I don't know if this is exactly a, a woman issue or if it's a human issue. And so, men out there, I wish you'd kind of give me some feedback on this. But I think sometimes, speaking personally, we can have a tendency to not value ourselves enough not really know what our worth or our value is. I don't know why it is, but we have certain talents or certain abilities and we just think, oh, they're normal or they're no big deal. And so traditionally, when you go in in a traditional job and you try to negotiate a raise or negotiate a position, you know, you're really often at a disadvantage because you don't really appreciate or know your own value. And Likewise, when you're running your own business and you're trying to charge the appropriate amount for your products or you're trying to put yourself out as the celebrity in your market, stepping into your celebrity, we come in again at a disadvantage because we don't appreciate our own value. That's why I was so excited to talk to Deb Feldman today because Deb, this is like her thing. This is totally her thing. She is an expert at talent acquisition. She works with Gray Scalable, which is a company. Think of these big name tech companies, you know, like BuzzFeed. That's who she deals with. She knows how to help people negotiate what they're worth, get paid what they should be getting paid. And she's here to talk to us about just that. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you here. So, Deb, I want to start with the kind of the problem or the issue. What do you think the deal is? Why is it that we don't value ourselves like we should? I think it starts with a mindset of, um, and you can go all the way back. There's two ways to think about this. You can think of it um, in terms of marketing your own business and basically asking people to pay your business what it's worth. But I think it goes back even to where you were earlier in career when you had to, you know, interview and get that job offer. Did you negotiate the first time that you got a job offer, even the third or fourth job that you got? People don't. Um, and about 70 percent, if you believe it, um, according to Glassdoor, about 70 percent of women do not negotiate when they get a job offer. Um, wow. It's not it's pretty dramatically different from from men about. 50% of men will negotiate when they get a job offer. And, you know, when I think about what that means, I mean, I think there's certainly um, there's a gender element, but let's first talk about understanding your own value. So you've gotten a job offer. 
and it's it's great and then it it feels like you need to accept it because you've gotten this one thing and perhaps if you you know feel like if you're going to negotiate maybe it goes away or maybe you didn't deserve it in the first place um and i think that starting from that place uh, doesn't bring that acknowledgement of your value. And by the way, they're telling you they think you're valuable. They're saying you're awesome. You know, you did all the things. You you, you passed the audition um, and you got that job offer. But, you know, digging into why people don't negotiate, um, I, I think is really fascinating, both in terms of the meta question and in terms of there being that gender differentiation between uh, the metrics of who negotiates and who doesn't. Yeah, I'm really shocked to hear that it is that big of a difference. I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I guess I would say shocked and not shocked to hear that it's that big of a difference. So if I get this right, what you're saying then is it's a little bit like we get ourselves in the habit of not negotiating because we start out by not negotiating. And so this becomes kind of our habit of action and our habit of thought. And then, therefore, it kind of becomes who we are. Is that what it is? Or is this something that we just don't value what we have? It's like the person who, uh, you know, my brother's a great example. He can pick up so many different instruments and just play different instruments. And so for him, it's just normal to live like that. You might appreciate that, especially yourself as a a singer, you know. And so for everybody else, for those of us that can't do that, we're like, ah, that's such a talent. So is there any element of that in it, in that specifically we don't see ourselves for who we are? Well, I think there's also a frequency issue. I mean, people don't, ideally, don't, uh, you know, change jobs all that frequently. And it's not something um, that they do often. And I think that partnering with the right people through your job search. I mean, no, no great surprise that I, that I think there's a huge value to working with, you know, HR professionals and, and having your own sort of external board of directors, the people you trust and love who can help you hold up a mirror um, to help you really understand that value. I've been really lucky to have mentors and friends in my life who have helped me to do that. And there are some, you know, key moments in my own career and my own life where I've been reminded to own my own story and be okay with the fact that, you know, that I'm going to bring my authentic self and I'm going to bring my expertise to the, the job that I'm going to do or to the business proposal that I'm going to make and really to um, just get more in that habit of valuing yourself. I think that there's a propensity and a tendency uh, not to take compliments well, not you know, to apologize for being complimented or to deflect, um, you know, the credit that you should get for the accomplishments you've made throughout your career and, you know, to, to owe shucks it away. Um, if you, you do that externally, you're going to start believing that. If you don't own your accomplishments and take some joy in the things that you've done throughout your career in life, you're going to start believing that voice that says that you're not good enough. Um, and I think bringing that to whether it's a salary negotiation or an RFP, um, you know, as you're trying to win some business, those things translate. So it's about building that foundation so that you can own that story and, and bring that that confidence. That is such a huge one, isn't it? Like we are so good. If you just want to say like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal or oh, I mean, we're training our brains. To, to not think we're awesome. We're training our brains. Every time we don't just receive a compliment or say thank you, we're training our brains that we're not awesome. A couple of other right. points that you made that I thought were really powerful is it's a frequency issue. You know, most of us don't come out of the wombs as entrepreneurs. And so what happens is we do go on these job 
searches and we don't do it very often. And so we have to kind of step up to the plate and pretend like we're awesome once every few years and and train our brains to be that way. And so I want to ask one quick clarifying question because I think it's going to help define the solution and help move us into the solution. So the clarifying question I have is, what do you mean when you talk about owning your story? What do you mean by that? Sure. Um, and maybe I can uh, give a little anecdote to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say early in career, um, I did a lot of um, sort of dividing of myself. So I'm really open. The people who work with me today know that I'm a really proud mom um, of three little kids um, that I'm raising with my husband and that I'm a musician and I spend time as a professional singer um, in New York um, getting to do all those things. And I've done that really since the beginning of time, the music thing. Um, and, you know, early in career, that was something in a professional environment. And, and I think times have sort of changed about that have given a little bit more sort of permission to be more authentic. But earlier in career, I would sort of segment my life. And I was, you know, dubbed the HR lady. I, you know, and that was it um, in my work environment. And, um, you know, I was at a point in career and I was I was interviewing at Google and um, I was pre-offer. And I had to sort of bold up um, and I needed to um, it was so important to me to be able to carve out time to make time for music. At that point, I didn't have children yet and I had no idea what a time commitment that that would ultimately become as well. You know, I made a decision in that moment to, you know, before I had an offer and to really, you know, potentially in my mind, potentially color my candidacy in a negative way. But I was like, you know, what? I got to go for it. It's so important to me. And the person I was interviewing with, you know, I, I sort of was trying to be trying to be cool on the outside and trying to be confident. Um, and I at that point, I was, you know, I was experienced enough and, you know, felt good. Um, maybe I was wringing my hands under the table or something. But I said, you know, hey, I've got this thing, this thing that I do. And, you know, here's how I've carved out time for it. Here's how I've made it work, because sometimes it does interrupt in a work day if I need to, you know, go to a rehearsal or something like that. I, I paused and I, I let it sink in and I expected this big reaction. And all I got was, wow, that's a plus. Great. And then we moved on to the next topic. And I was like, wait, what just happened? And then ultimately, you know, fast forward, you know, that's the same person who invited me to become a co-founder as I sort of started my entrepreneurial journey here at Grace Scalable. So it was it was such a great moment. It was such a pivotal point in time. And it it just taught me so much. And it's helped me as I've built my own teams and as I'm working with people in, in different stages of career really to help them own that story because they I, I had this perception that that piece of me, it was somehow not enough or it was going to detract. But that that simple reaction of like, great, thanks for sharing. That's awesome. I, I'm glad I know that. Let's yeah. move on to the next topic. It was I, It was wonderful. I totally get that. So it's like really what you were saying is that this was some made up story in your head that you had about the reaction that you were going to get. But the reality yeah. is nobody really cared but you. Now, oh, I had a I had a whole narrative in my mind about how it was going to go. And, you know, what a what a pleasant surprise and, and, and what a good thing. Isn't that great? Oh, I love that. It's such a great anecdote because we're all doing that probably every day with so many things. We've got this right. idea of how people see us, don't we? So. Let's start working into a little bit of some solutions here. It seems to me, and I said this to you before we started the interview, when people are thinking about their value or what they should charge or what they should negotiate for when they're in a negotiation situation, the bottom line is is that it's really an inside job, isn't it? It's not about trying to get the other person to see 
your, uh, I mean, maybe it is, you tell me, you're the expert, if it's about the other person seeing your value, or it feels to me like you almost have to sell yourself first. Is that the right thing I'm saying? So can you talk a little bit about that? What's step one? How do we start doing this and start valuing ourselves more than maybe we have in the past? That's a great question. And I, I like the idea of the inside job because I tell my children um, not to sort of negative self-talk because you'll start to believe those things, right? If you say that you're not good about, you know, there, there's a great saying that um, a running buddy of mine says a lot. Um, and it's um, whether you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. I don't know who it's attributed to off the it's top Henry of my head. Henry Ford, actually. Is it is. That. All right. <laughs> good. I'm glad somebody knows that. Good. Um, and, and it's something that, um, you know, I try to, to sort of teach my children and teach myself, um, you know, that you're going to believe your personal narrative. So it, 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 it should be a good one. And, and it, it's hard to get that accuracy because there's a fine line to walk. And, you know, maybe there's maybe this is where some of the, the gender element can come in is that you don't want to come across as boastful. You know, humility is important to me personally. I feel like, you know, there's there is that line to walk um, and you want to hold up the mirror. I think you want to be self self challenging, if not self critical. Um, and I think that you know, ultimately, you're going to physically portray the things that you believe mentally. I mean, you're it, it just happens. Um, it, it comes out in your body language and it comes out in the things you say. And I think starting with that inside job and, and telling yourself a narrative that's both, you know, it, it, it's hard to be accurate. I mean, the, the, the perspective on yourself is hard, but to celebrate accomplishments, you know, Tell people you love about the things that you've done and, you know, ask for feedback and be open to those things, too. So you can be, you know, self-reflective, but it does start with that that internal narrative. Yeah, totally what she said. <laughs> that is so spot on. You know, and I want to repeat the, the part you said about celebrate your successes. Like, like if you're not thinking like this happened and it's awesome, then you you aren't going to be, and I, and I want to loop back around, you're not going to be carrying yourself in a way that says, look at awesome stuff is happening in my business or awesome stuff is happening in my life. And what you're thinking on the inside is reflecting in your body language. And what you're thinking on the inside when it reflects in your body language is reflecting in the way you talk and how you project yourself and how you carry yourself. I mean, all of these things are connected, but it starts with building your own evidence. How important do you think it is to maybe sit down and make an actual physical written list of accomplishments or something like like you're going to trial and you have to make your case for how awesome you are? Like, do you suggest before you go into any negotiating situation or before you're even maybe making a big offer uh, in your business that you actually sit down and do that negotiation or do that list of evidence of how awesome you are? Absolutely. So um, I love using data-based analysis in, in many things. Um, and I'm also a, a bit of a list maker. So my, my team will, um, my team will smile when I, when I talk about my use of Google docs for everything. But I, I think that there are, um, everybody owes it to themselves to do a fact-based data analysis. Um, and that includes, you know, sort of the sort of softer things, right, um, about, you know, yourself and your accomplishments and what you bring to the table. But I think in any kind, you know, going to salary negotiations, um, there are wonderful resources out there where you can start to sanity check what you believe your position and the value that you bring is worth in terms of dollars and cents. Um, we have legislation in New York that I'm a big fan of um, in that we employers, and this may sort of 
surprise you that I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, we employers can't ask our candidates um, their current salary information. And it's I think it's fantastic for a number of reasons. I do think that it can start to take some great steps to address uh, the gender wage gap, particularly in New York. Um, and it is about what is the job, what is the scope of responsibilities, and what is the impact that I'm going to make to your business? And let's quantify that. And I think in any situation, whether you're talking to a recruiting professional who's sort of that go-between, and you know, again, I'm a fan of that because it's really hard to directly negotiate with your boss, um, but whomever you're speaking with, do that homework, make that list. Um, there are, you know, salary.com. It's a website where you can plug in and it's not going to be the most accurate necessarily if you're in a really specialized job. Um, if you're in an entrepreneurial space where titles are kind of out of whack, but do your research, um, you know, come to the table, ask questions, have an expectation of parity. I do think that it's okay. And again, that humble way to say, I have confidence in you because I'm getting to know you and I want to work for you or with you that you're going to treat me fairly. You know, here's the research I've done, but I also know you need to take your internal data that, you know, you don't have an obligation to share with me. I'm, you know, we don't work together yet, but make sure, you know, that you communicate that there is an expectation that you understand your value and your expectation is that you're going to be valued in a way that is, you know, fair and, and equal with the people who are internally doing a similar job. So that's sort of the hard data. I think that the evidence of your own worth, value, all of those things is, is, has equal importance. Um, I keep a smile file. Um, I've done it my whole career. I've always had, you know, that if there's an email where I've, you know, gotten, you know, some, some praise or if I've, you know, job well done, I, or if someone just sends me something funny and I need to smile, I put it, it's literally a called smile file in my Gmail. Um, and, and I do think it's important to list out how, in early days in a new job that you would impact that business um, because you're going to bring things you've done before. And so having that evidence, even if it's not something you're going to share or give to someone, but again, it's about, to, to use your phrase of training your own brain and being ready to exude that confidence and that, you know what, you definitely deserve it, right? They've already said they they want to hire you. So, um, you know, believe that, believe the worth and, and be ready with data to back that up. I love it. I just love it. I have to say, any person that talks about fact-based data analysis and that she loves Google Docs and also smile files is definitely one of us. <laughs> am I right well, or am you. I right? We're, we're with her 100%. I mean, this is just, it's so interesting and it's so funny how whether you're negotiating for a million-dollar job or whether you're building a million-dollar business, the steps are so similar and that it's just a matter of doing them, sitting down and doing them and knowing your own value and being your own best champion. It's just great. So I want to make sure, because we're going to take a quick break here. For those of you that don't know, we live stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Mind Aware Facebook page. And if you go to DanaWild.com slash updates, you can say like yes on a list and you can get the updates when we're going to go live because you know what? When you're here with us live, you're able to be part of the dialogue and part of the conversation and ask questions and meet these awesome people. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to check in with our Facebook audience. But I want to make sure that you know that you can go check out what Deb is doing over at Gray Scalable. And that's Gray, G-R-A-Y, Gray Scalable. We'll have the link below here. And if you're on Facebook, you'll see that Mallory's already put it in the comments. We've got it in the description. 
go check out their work and check out what they're doing because it's really exciting when you think about the opportunity to understand talent acquisition from somebody who's working at this high of a level. She's really dealt with people who are really like the top, top, top people of the tech industry. And particularly, she really understands how women think when going into that negotiation position. So it's been really fun. We're really enjoying Deb Feldman. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Deb and I'm going to ask her about kind of her basic first step tip. What can you do today? If you wanted to shift your mindset today, if you wanted to start feeling of more value and more worth today, what can you do? And when we come back, I'll give you the answer to that. Be right back. Would you like some new ideas for getting the word out about your business? Well, if so, then you'll want Dana's free wall poster showing you the 53 ways to market your business for more leads and sales. Just go to DanaWild.com slash wallposter or text 44222 with the word wallposter. That's all one word with no spaces. Again, online, that's DanaWild.com slash wallposter or from your phone, just text 44222 with the word wall poster, all together with no spaces, and we'll send you the poster immediately by email. The best part about this downloadable file is that it not only gives you 53 new ideas for marketing your business, but it also shows you which of those ideas are big lead gushers and which methods are free. Text 44222 with the word wall poster today. Hello, everyone. Dana Wild here, and welcome back to the Mind Aware Show. We're having such an interesting conversation with Deb Feldman. She's over at Gray Scalable, and you make sure to spell gray with an A-Y, grayscalable.com. And head over and check her out. You know, they work with some of the biggest tech companies around, and Deb Feldman is a talent acquisition expert. She understands human resources. She understands value of people, their experience, what they bring, and how to negotiate that value. And we've been talking a lot about how to start feeling more valuable yourself, the steps that it takes to do that. And so I wanted to make sure when we came back and just ask Deb, how can we start doing this now? Like, is there anything we can do today to kind of get this ball rolling. So, Deb, what say you? So, sure. I mean, earlier on we were talking about the concept of having your own sort of your board of directors, right? So I've surrounded myself with mentors, managers, friends um, whose opinions I trust. And I think that um, really certainly your own sense of value should come from within, but it's it's easy to say that. And sometimes you really need to have folks who are going to help you um, really understand your own value and build you up. Um, I remember, uh, you know, early in career, I had a job offer for um, what I call a step into role. And um, it was an aspect of human resources that I hadn't yet had exposure to. And I got the job offer and it scared me. Um, and I picked up a friend the phone and I called a friend and I said, I got the job offer. What do I do? She's like, take it. I said, but <laughs> what if I don't know how to do this thing? There was and she says, you say hang on, I don't know the answer. Um, I do know how to find out, though. You step away and you pick up the phone and you call me. Um, <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh, right. You know, uh, you know the, the, that whole concept of, you know, 
building people around you who can enable you to you know, fully realize your potential. Um, I think, a, you know, a big part of understanding your value is not just understanding what you can do today, but the steps you can take to build yourself up. You know, I've been doing this HR and and recruiting thing um, for a long time now. But the thing I love about the business that I'm in is that um, I get to consult and work at different organizations, you know, several throughout a year's time. And I'm continually growing. And, you know, I'm not going to know every single answer the minute I walk in the door to a new client engagement. Um, But I'm sure I I have the tools to find out. I have the colleagues to help me, you know, on the journey and and to to learn and to deliver insights to our clients. And, you know, having surrounded myself, you know, personally and professionally with people who can be a mirror and help me understand my value. um, When you get that good cohort and a good board of directors, you know, and their their friends and their colleagues, um, you know, you got to have a team really to help you, you know, build your value you and fully realize your potential. Yeah, man, that's such a so true and such a good answer. It's like, you know, sometimes you can't see yourself as the person who's so awesome, but have surround yourself by some people who know how awesome you are. So thank you for that, Deb. Gosh, it's been such a joy having you here. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. It's been such fun to be here. Yeah, it's been a blast, hasn't it? I mean, I totally get it. And remember, check out grayscalable.com, gray with an A-Y, okay? The reason that I think this topic is so near and dear to so many of our hearts, and it came up on the break a little bit, is that we are raised to be humble. You know, we're raised to have humility. And what Deb is saying is you don't have to be not humble to know your value. You don't have to be an arrogant person. You can still be humble. You can still be your own best champion, those aren't counterproductive. Those aren't going to battle with each other. You can have both humility and confidence. It's possible to do both. You can be that person that embodies both. And if you want to start, I mean, listen to what she's saying. Surround yourself by people who know and love you. Surround yourself by people who can see you for who you clearly are. And if you need to use that to help boost you up from time to time, there's no shame in doing that. But do the inside work, too. Do the work that requires you to build your own list of evidence of ways that you are awesome and you have had success in the past and you are valuable. And when you are training your brain, when you are thinking these things, when you're going intentionally out of your way to remember your value, you are going to carry yourself differently. And you're going to carry yourself differently whether you're going into a negotiation or whether you're making an offer that makes your palms sweat a little bit. And you wonder, like, is anybody going to really pay me this? Well, this is how you do it. You sell yourself first and you convince yourself first and you you do your homework. You know, remember, she said you don't just have to make this stuff up. You can actually go out and do your fact-based data analysis. There's information out there to tell you what your worth is, and that will help boost you up too. So you have so many of these little tools that you can start to use, and the best part is you can start to use them right now. You can start to use them today because that's the beauty of starting with the brain is that nobody can think in your head but you. And it starts right now with you deciding that you are worth it. You are worth it. And you're feeling more and more worthy all of the time. So get out there. Think those positive thoughts. 
get those juices flowing, build that list of evidence, go out and get those facts so that you've got the, the backup and reach out today and talk to that friend who's going to tell you how awesome you are and dig up that smile file, all right? Because we will see you next time on The Mind Aware. I'm excited. <laughs> like every time Dana says, you know, you got to take a drink. A donkey's on my back with the bridle in my mouth, whipping me and telling me what to do. This is what this tribe is about. This tribe is about breaking through paradigms. Letting go is an inside affair. Every human being is a unique and different human being. Please don't shoot me <laughs> once I say anything bad today. Don't put an apple on your head and I won't. All you have to do is flip the button. I was like, ooh, Dana, like, what? I was just like, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm like, I just want to go to work. I'd like to just have a girlfriend, settle down.